I have a question for you. Shoot. Do you think you're living in the best years of your life right now? Oh, you know, I'm honestly too emotionally fragile to answer that. <laughs> it's 2021. I mean, 2022. What? Yeah, what year is that's it? That's fair. That's okay, fair. Okay, what about you? Um, Probably same. I don't think I'm, I, I don't know. Yes and no. I think I'm more mature, so I'm happier yeah. with myself as mm -hmm. a human being. Mm -hmm. But then also this is, I've never lived, I've never had such a, a, a more, a grueling two years. Grueling. I hope to never have another two years like the past two years. Mm. I, um, one yeah. may, Perhaps one must learn not to hope. Mm. Um, here's what I can say though. I am, I'm immediately paralyzed by the word best because in terms of living like a worthy adventure, uh -huh. you know, being not, not like the fun, but the joy, you know, yes, like yes. being right in the thick of the problem. Like I am living my best life right now, but in terms of just good old fashioned carefree happiness and joy, I think the best was being in elementary school and it's mm. summer and there's no school. It never, does it ever get better than that? Well, I don't think so. I'm in, in like my nostalgia brain. You know, I, mm -hmm. I think probably there's some, there is something about the summertime experience, mm -hmm. um, that, yeah, yeah. That's pretty magical. I, I, I think so. What did you, what did you do on an average day at home back in those days? Oh, I had this, this really, this is going to let you know what kind of small town I grew up in. I had this really weird ritual that I would do with my friend and neighbor Anastasia mm -hmm. Anastasia and I would walk to the local 7-Eleven oh yeah and buy a Hershey bar and a Pepsi oh almost every day of the <laughs> summer <laughs> where did you get money um I had a job I've had a job you know since you were four years old for, not when I was four all the little girls in Sandy at like, age five go to wash like, dishes down like at the diner junior, yeah this is like junior high yeah junior high um but you know, like maybe fifth, sixth grade. What about you? Yeah. Well, you know, um, I, you, well, okay. So one thing I did, um, sort of unwittingly as a kid uh -huh. was watch a particular soap opera that was always on ah. at noon. And why? Because my mom watched it and my Ooh. mom's sisters all watched it. And she we were, we were very close it. family and we'd be at aunts and uncles houses a lot. Okay. And my grandma even lived with us for a couple of years when I was in high school, my grandma and grandpa and my grandma used to watch it. Oh. And even just hearing the intro music, Oh, it brings me back. Can I play it for you? Please do. Please do. I love a good soap. Here we go. <laughs> do you recognize of this? Of course. <laughs> of course. As sands through the hourglass. Here we go. Ah, here we go. So are the days of our lives. Oh, and then the orchestra? Oh, yes. I mean, come on. Days of our lives. Is that yeah. not... Uh, does okay. So uh, maybe if we play the music over and over again at crucial points in our lives, we can feel the joy of feeling like children. children yeah, we it'll be like we've discovered the the, the fountain of youth. <laughs> probably, probably. Okay, so for almost no reason at all. Oh, I gotta shut this off. This is now a TEDx talk. Okay. Nice. Oh, okay. So for almost no reason at all, some time ago, I was having a reverie about how in the 1990s, which was kind of like peak, like middle school, high school for yes. me. 
uh-huh. Days of Our Lives ran a plot line about a prominent character named Marlena. Oh, oh, Mar- say no more. I already know exactly what you you're talking about. You know what it about. is. Oh, okay, totally okay, okay, okay. say it. Say yeah, it. oh, yeah. Because what Pentecostal girl does not know? It's the possession of Marlena by the devil, one of the most artistically <laughs> daring and weirdly religious plot lines in all of daytime television. Or as Days fans affectionately call her during these storylines, the Mar Devil. <laughs> I'm Leah Payne. And I'm Brian Doak. And this is Weird Religion, a podcast for people who know religion is weird but love it anyway. Why in the 1990s would a daytime soap opera about love triangles and tortured family and business dynamics introduce a demon possession plotline? The better question is why not? (laughs) And why would they then revive that plotline in our current time? Uh, For obvious reasons. Join us. Join us. Now, what's particularly odd about the Marlena possession plotline is that the long-running soap opera Days of Our Lives is not a show about religion, <laughs> nor is it a show about demons or possessions generally. Who plays Marlena on the show? Oh, I remember. Uh, her name is Deidre Hall. Good old and Deidre. she has been playing this Marlena character since the beginning of time with <laughs> only a few breaks, pretty continually since 1976 confession that was before i was born uh me too yes. okay the, the marlena character is a doctor a psychiatrist to be exact yes. who ends up getting entangled in the lives of a key family and you don't need to know anything about the show to enjoy this trust me yeah but she's a psychiatrist who gets entangled in the lives of this family called the hortons and in particular a long love affair with someone named roman brady which also entangles her in the lives of this brady family um you know so the show the show is family based like mob based pretty much okay <laughs> yeah from the marlena evans wiki page Throughout the course of her existence on the program, she has experienced what some consider to be the most outrageous circumstances of any character in soap opera history. These would include, in addition to being possessed by the devil not once but twice, a plummet from a 30-story window, which she survived, being used as a surrogate for genetically engineered babies, Rex and Cassie, (laughs) during a four-year coma where she was presumed dead after being involved in a plane crash, being mind-controlled to believe she was a serial killer, being targeted by several serial killers, and becoming pregnant late in life and suffering a miscarriage which caused her to have hysterical amnesia. As one does. She's also been kidnapped numerous times over the past four Forty-five years. She is a doctor, wife, mother, twin, grandmother, and great grandmother. Ah, uh, a rich and rewarding life. <laughs> now, the normal day-to-day fare on days is what you expect out of a soap opera: love triangles, mm-hmm. lots of conniving. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, one of my favorite tropes on days was the fact that no one really worked or had a job, mm-hmm. but they would kind of stand around in the middle of the day wearing tuxedos. <laughs> And pouring brandy or scotch from a cut glass decanter. I, I love those decanters, by the way. Oh, you know, my mom actually taught me a secret about how to watch soap operas. Oh, really? Yeah, because she didn't let me watch soap operas. I had to sneak Days of Our Lives. Good old because sneaks. Because it was that Everyone outrageous snuck. Everyone plot snuck line. some things. Yeah, yep. so I snuck Days of Our Lives. And um, what my mom let me know is you want, always want to catch up to a, a soap right around Christmas mm-hmm. because they close a lot of plot lines and they usually have a huge party where everyone gets to dress up and drink out of fancy decanters. Oh, yes. Yeah, Your yeah. mom knew. Your mom oh, knew yeah, what yeah, was yeah. good. And she also knew that there were some, shall we say, 
Byzantine plots. Yes. Uh, yeah, very <laughs> some many. Scholar, very, some Byzantine scholars like, what are you saying? How dare you? Okay. But, you know, convoluted. Okay. So here are a few. Um, some of these also invo- involving the aforementioned Marlena. And we quote from various sites on the internet, hilarious sites from which these are helpfully summarized. And we'll post those sites. Um, but we have some of our own flourishes here too. So why don't you g- kick us off with some one of these plots? Okay. Let's start here. Roman Brady, a key character on the show and mm-hmm. vital to the Mardevil exorcism episode, mm-hmm. was once believed to be dead, only to return looking, well, not very much like himself. He had an excuse for his new look, though. Mm. And so some people just went along with it. Of course. Um, Why wouldn't you? It wasn't actually Roman, though. It was John Black, who had been brainwashed to believe he was Roman. Oh. Now, obviously, the real Roman wasn't actually dead and eventually returned to complicate the happy relationship Marlena and John were now having. Mm-hmm. So John took on the name Jack Black. What? <laughs> no, no relation. And continued having an affair with Marlena, who was expected just to go back to being with Roman. What? <laughs> <laughs> Pure writing artistry. Okay. <laughs> How about this one um, about someone that they're called Swamp Girl? <sighs> Greta Von Amberg was a disfigured and dirty little girl who lived <laughs> in a swamp outside of New Orleans until Bo Brady and Billy Reed found her, initially oh, yes. be- believing her to be Hope Brady back from the dead, resurrection being a tried and true day's trope. <laughs> After she took a shower, trimmed her hair, and received experimental laser surgery for her scars, oh, she yeah. was a beauty. Of course. Much later, it was revealed that Greta was a princess, the daughter of Gina Von Amberg, but in order to claim her throne... She and Austin Reed had to overcome a virtual Garden of Eden where they faced enemies like Princess Gina, Witch, Sammy, and Satan. <laughs> I just don't even I like... Know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and who could forget the Salem stalker plot? It started out great um, as a classic whodunit with a figure in a black hoodie killing off some of Salem's most beloved citizens. Mm-hmm. It eventually turned cringeworthy with these really weird situations, such as Tony getting mauled to death by a tiger at the <laughs> circus, which is what? like Tiger King before Tiger King. Cassie Brady falling out of a giant turkey pinata. Who can forget? <laughs> the stalker using Alice's famous donuts as the weapon of choice against Alice. Peak cruelty. Turned out the killer stalker was none other than Marlena. <gasps> a, albeit a brainwashed Marlena. Oh, so she's not responsible. <laughs> but those who were killed were actually alive and well at a place. What? <laughs> they were killed. Yes. Um, at an island which is um New Salem's. Oh, how did you pr- how Mel- do pronounce that? Melaswen Island? Even, I don't even remember people saying that out loud. I don't even know what that is. Which is New Salem spelled backwards. Oh, I get it. Kind of like the ones who walk away from Omelas, except for a little Uh, different. The island scenes were full of eye-rolling moments. The greatest one uh, being John stopping an oncoming bullet with his fingers and then shooting it back. What? His finger. I gotta go back and watch some of this. <laughs> Who could? I mean, there's so many of these. How about another one? Oh, please. The, ma- the please. major villain of the show. Oh, wait, I gotta do that at the. Okay. Oh yeah. The major villain of the show is Stefano Demira, played Stefano. played by uh, Joseph Mascolo, a truly great actor. If you watch the show, I mean, oh this is yeah, fantastic. he's he, so many. He died in 2016, uh, sort of recently. Aww. One thing Stefano was really into, one like one thing he enjoyed was brainwashing people. Oh, and also not only brainwashing, but planting false memories in them, which allowed the earlier weird plot line where it's like someone thinks they're someone else. <laughs> it's a show to really get into this idea of like, are you really you? 
because yeah. maybe you're not you. Okay, so like when everyone thought Hope was dead, one of the times, I guess, it was mm-hmm. revealed that she was alive as the aforementioned Princess Gina von Amberg. Right. The real Gina, who was a real princess, had gone mad years ago over losing the love of her life, Father John Black. Father John. Of who's also Roman, but also not. Stefano <laughs> implanted Gina's memories into Hope, transforming her into a new Gina. As Gina, she pulled off art thefts for Stefano. Like you like you do. Which like is do. what you would do. Well, he's into art, you know. Yeah. Stefano then had Princess Gina kidnap John Black, who was on his honeymoon with Marlena. Can you imagine a more horrific thing than be kidnapped on your honeymoon? Nope. And she threw him well. in a submarine so Stefano could turn John Black into Father John Black, Gina's partner in crime. Stefano needed them to help him recover art treasures taken by Vivian Alamein, another character. <laughs> when they arrived in New Orleans at Maison Blanche... The real Princess Gino, who was now older and mentally ill, captured them, but they were soon rescued. You know, oh, the just, most, it, you know. That was exhausting. I, I, it's so funny to me because the, it's, it's crazy. What's strange is that you could find a weirder plot line. I can almost not believe it. Yeah. And so the plot of all plots, <laughs> above all plots, is the Marlena possession. I watched recently oh, a long yes. recap of the 1990s <laughs> Mardevil plot, the high points. And it is tr- it is actually truly good horror. Like it's terrifying some mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. Even Stefano, this villain, he loses control and gets terrified. Oh, yeah. The voice itself that they have for Marlena, I guess it's probably run through some kind of filter. It's bone chilling. Um, <laughs> there's like, there's like a scene where an old priest tries to do an exorcism and she force throws him into a wall. Some of it though is pretty cheesy. You know, it's hard to really know sometimes like what the devil wants. I don't, you know. Yeah, it's true. I mean, the devil basically just wants Marlena's immortal soul. He wants her to kill the priest, John Black. Yeah, he's into evil. That's what he does. Yeah, he's also intertwined with the aforementioned Roman and also played by the same actor. It's, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about our listeners and some of the people who are listening are getting this and they are dying laughing right now. And then I, some are like, what are they talking okay, about? But, uh, how, okay. How did she even get, let's do some plot then for those who haven't watched. How did she get possessed in the first place? Back uh, in the original Mardevil uh, plot. Yes. Um, the supervillain Stefano Demira put her in a trance to make her fall in love with him. A t- that's, uh, that's, another, a, that's a time tested method. <laughs> yeah. And that trance opened her up to possession. So, as the British say, Bob's your uncle. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> it's also, it's like our moms would have warned us. Like, don't start playing with the demonic stuff in the trances right, or right. you get, uh, you become, you know, Mar Devil. Okay. Let's watch a characteristic scene together. Okay. Um, and and, and um, listeners, you can find these links if you want to rewatch with us um, from the original Mar Devil plot. And here, um, a woman named Celeste is interacting with Marlena in her role as Mar Devil. Ah, yes. Oh, that's Celeste. It pleases me. That's a scary the voice. The life of this once good woman slipping away. That's terrifying. Now she's just staring. Also, you can have it Celeste. I can leave Marlena. So she's contemplating going into Celeste's body. She's going to move bodies. It's like a body moving thing. Uh-huh. All right. I won't. Because you ask so nicely. This is kind of cheesy. Yeah. I won't yet. <laughs> Maybe she That's will later. Good. What do you make of the acting here? Um. Okay. Well, I think 
One thing that assists the, the plot line is yeah. that Marlena, the actress who plays Marlena, mm-hmm. is like the most ingenue of ingenues. Like this very petite, very delicate, blonde, white woman. Yeah. And so she just, see, you know, that it's like, it seems extra. She's amazing. Oh, listen to this part. Oh, yeah. Real threat to your power. Wrong. I love that. <laughs> Wrong. I can't wait for John Black to show up here. She wants John Black to come because she wants to kill John Black. That's right. Oh, then he will know the truth about Marlena's illness and he will put an end to you. Wrong again. <laughs> so she's what? wrong, wrong again, wrong again. That's not what's going to happen. So it gives you a sense of the voice there, and she says, "I'm going to put an end to him." Okay. Yes. So Mardevil terrorizes everyone. Um, in the seasons of days in 1994 and 1995, are this long sequence of revelations where mm-hmm, the Mardevil mm-hmm. is revealed to truly be the Mardevil. Otherwise, people think Marlene is just all normal and whatnot. <laughs> leading up to the final exorcism by the priest John Black. In the end, he simply calls out to God and the devil comes out. Now, the key moment from 1995 is so visually weird. And, and the way in my, okay, this is about memory and childhood. Like, I remember this key moment vividly from childhood, like watching uh-huh. it. Like, the de- the devil, it kind of looks like an alien, like green and covered in seaweed or something. Do we have an image or clip? Okay, no, and this is crucial. This is so frustrating. I scoured the internet for, literally, I hate to admit, hours <laughs> under all <laughs> kinds of search terms. And I cannot find even a still shot of that exact moment when the devil appears all green and seaweedy like I remember it. Maybe I just dreamed it, but, you know, someone help us find that clip or that image. Oh, but that'd be so here great. is the best I could find. Here is the key moment. Like, this is what this is what you need to, to hear, audience. The key moment, which involves no seaweedy alien devil, just Marlena looking kind of wild. And okay. John Black, the priest, finally drives Let's see it. it. It's time. A lot of black and white. A lot of, like, uh-huh. dramatic lighting. Time to do... Which you were chosen to do. This is like an advisor Cast telling him out, John. Telling John to, to do Cast the, out the John devil. has some serious eyebrows. I remember those eyebrows like it was yesterday. That mullet too? Oh yeah. He's now he's gonna do it. He's Here wearing he white. Oh man. It's dark darkly lit. Hashtag symbolism. The final conflict. Come on. Come on. Just do it. Our devil's looking creepy. All the pain you inflicted on Marlena. Oh my goodness. Oh, John and Marlena. On Father Francis and me and everyone in this town, it's over. <gasps> Poor Father Francis. In the name of Christ, I cast you out, demon. Be gone, back to hell where you belong. No! That's it. Another lights come on. The power of Christ compels you. He says, that's it? Um, after all this time? Yes, after all this time. It oh turns God. out all you needed to do was to say the formula in the way. Okay. Um, but the 2021 Revival Exorcism Part 2 is very different, much more talking. Yes. It's like a... It's like a big group scene, more jokes, very self-aware. Um, yeah, we'll we'll put a we'll put a clip of it up there. It's like there's this whole family scene around the bed, and like Marlena's like she's trash talking the group as the Mar Devil. It's actually pretty funny. Some of it is wouldn't fit the family friendly vibe of our pod, and so we'll put the we'll put the clip up there, yeah. and you can watch it. 
um, watch it yourself. But it's, it's kind of funny, but it's very self-aware of how kitschy it is, basically. I read that Deidre Hall, the, the Marlena actress, brought holy water and a crucifix to the set and sort of offered it to everyone there before each of the devil scenes. What? Like as, like, of, like as a superstition? Know. Or did she really, was she like really meaning it? Oh, article didn't say. It's it's a beautiful mystery. Uh, do we know how hardcore Days fans reacted to the, so they revived this plot and this just happened like in December of 2021, it came to a head. Do we know how hardcore Days fans, which online I, I learned that the abbreviation is dual, D-O-O-L. Dual. Days of our lives. Of our okay, lives. So okay, yeah. Do we that know makes how sense. hardcore duelers, sort of like Real Housewives? Yeah. Do we know how the hardcore duelers reacted to the revival of the Mar Devil plot? Well, not everyone, but we can give a taste, a flavor. But how? <laughs> well, because right now the Weird Religion Community Theater brings you a production of the comment section this week, featuring some days viewers arguing. <laughs> In the comment section of an Entertainment Weekly online feature about the Mar Devil revival. Okay, we've edited it a little bit for, uh, you know, it gets a little acrimonious. <laughs> but these are actual exchanges from the comment section, okay? Let's do it. Okay, let's get in the zone. Oh, yeah. And I guess uh, these aren't just two people, but we'll just play back and forth mm -hmm, roles. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's get ready. How do you get ready to act? Uh, oh, I have no idea. I don't either. Okay. Mm, All right. Maybe Momu. <laughs> and action. Are you guys just desperate for a storyline? That was stupid back then. Come on. Surely there's a writer on your staff with a new idea. Uh, it wasn't stupid back then. It was groundbreaking. And the fact that it was so talked about and still is to this day proves how wrong you are. Go watch General Hospital or Bold and the Beautiful if you want regular old soap storylines. <laughs> Sorry, but you're wrong. I have been watching it since uh, it aired day one, and I didn't turn it. Um, oh I didn't edit this, okay? It's just this is what the people typed. You okay, got, wait. You okay. got to read what they said. I got to get back to it. You got to read. Uh -huh. the Sorry, but you're wrong. I've been watching since it aired day one, and I didn't turn. And then <laughs> when they did it, and I won't turn in now, and the majority of my family will not either. You apparently can't read Einstein. Ha ha. The morons saying they are not going to watch, a.k.a. you are not the ones watching. It's because of your obnoxious vocal petitioning of it makes lots of the people that don't normally watch interested and curious so they tune in. It's factual and you can look up the old ratings for proof. By the way, the show's currently ones are already rising. That storyline was so stupid slash annoying and dragged on for so long that I stopped watching the show for 10 years. <laughs> Repeat this idiotic plot and you will lose me permanently. And I am sure many other dual fans. Well, if you stop watching for 10 years and then rejoined again and now threatened to stop watching again, you are not a true dual fan, LOL. Well said, <laughs> well said, Gail. I'm 53 <laughs> years old and I've been watching since I was eight years old with my mom, grandmother, and other family members. And yes, there have been some years when the storylines have been pretty bad, but still... But I still keep watching, and I'm a true fan. Take the good with the bad. Heart will always <laughs> love Dave. This is not an airport. No need to announce your departure. Just shut up and go. If you would read your Bible, you would turn the other cheek. You hypocr hypocrisy-coded expletive. Go to hell, Carol. Amen, sister. Okay, bye. <laughs> you might want to get a life instead of creating fake quote-unquote guest accounts and thumbs downing 
all the comments people make about you. Everyone knows it's you in disguise. <laughs> and you, you like wearing bags over your head to hide your ugliness and hypocrisy. L-M-F-A-O. Yep. You can bet that the fool has no guts to hurl that nonsense off the internet. It truly puts the L in loser. <laughs> Bad idea. Should not be playing in the devil's hands. These days, too much... D- uh, okay, wait. I gotta start again. <laughs> I was in. I was in too. I was in the float. We're headed mm. toward a climax here. Bad idea. Should not be playing in the devil's hands these days. Too much evil in the world. Soap opera supposed to be fun and entertaining, not playing with the devil. Oh please! How boring would it be if you were writing the show? And and scene. Oh, that was both hilarious and exhausting. I <laughs> if you like, have you ever gotten involved? Oh, listener, like, have yes. you ever gotten involved in a comment section exchange like that in your life? I, I actually have. You you have? Uh, yeah, I'm not even kidding. What happened? Why would you do that? Okay, I've only done it the one time. One time. And I can only blame these hard, these recent hard times on... I hear you. Okay, so one night, I had written this story for a prominent news outlet. Mm-hmm. I won't even share which one. And Don't want to draw attention to the I, comment section. I don't, I don't. And people were, were don't just tell me saying, you got involved in an article you wrote. I did. Oh I no! Did. I know you're never supposed to do that. That's and amazing. actually, I'm pretty disciplined at not looking at the comments. But I did this one time, and but you, there's no trace of it because, like one of the commenters above mm-hmm. um, mentioned, I made a different name for myself, and I made wow. Yeah, I made. Um, so I had this idea because there you were did these, this. well, I, stuff I write about attracts a certain sort of dude, bro responder, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I had this person responding about stuff saying that I was factually wrong about things and I was not. And so what I did is I created a pseudonym with a guy's name because I thought they would respond better oh. to a guy and I gave him a really strong name. Like so I don't remember what it was, but it Chad was like Pinkerton. It was, it was. So Chad, Michael Chad is like Brumfield. Michael. No, it was like Todd. Todd Mc like Derek. Todd McMichaels. <laughs> it was something like that. <laughs> and then here's the funny yeah. thing that I was like, how would a dude bro respond to this other dude guy? And um, so I was like, well, you have to start off with the word actually. Actually, you know? so it's like actually. So I mm. did that, and then the person responded and said, "You make a good point." Yeah. No way. It was really funny. No, they didn't. <laughs> I did. It was so late at night and I'm not proud of it, but I did do that. I That's like, that's like you're watching a movie with your friends and you're making fun of the movie and the director comes in the door, <laughs> except in your case, like the director comes in the door dressed up like somebody else. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> what, what about the original comment here though, in the drama about coming up with new ideas versus old ones on a show like this? I mean, you, you see a lot of this now. It seems like this has become either like grown worthy or it's become really attractive to audiences to just keep repeating or dredging up either old. I guess. Okay. What I'm asking about is mm-hmm. they dredged up an old plot line and they did it for yeah. nostalgia and they did it for viewers. Like why? I don't know. Could you comment on that? Like why do that? Or why? Like why is, why is ABBA coming back now and, and having an album? Why? I actually, why, do are, have some why are we continuing that? making sequels and sequels and sequels? Have we just run out of ideas? Like what's happening here? Well, my like scholarly, economic analysis would be this is what happens in late stage capitalism because what happens is that <laughs> it's because those proven plot lines are where the money is right and everyone knows at least i know that soap operas are 
hardcore on the decline mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know they're not selling to the right. mythical housewife that they used to sell who's gonna to. tune in who, who just has free time at noon you exactly know? and so they're having to figure out different ways of funding the model and they mm. a lot of shows have just gone off the air and then some they've they've tried different things yeah and one of the things that i think that they've tried now is this nostalgia factor i mm. actually think that if i were a writer on the show i would see that one comment where the woman or man said uh they whoever they are said mm-hmm. um I've been watching since I was eight years old with my mother and my grandmother. And now it's like a part of their family right. heritage that I think is exactly what they're going for. It's, it's right. You know, I'm not saying that it's a creative, you know, that it's like, I wouldn't evaluate the creativity or, you know, the creative choice involved mm-hmm. there, but I mm-hmm. think there's some savviness to it really. Yeah. You know, it's like how every other day there's a comic book movie coming out and even i'm getting tired of those and i have a high high capacity to to endure what do you think well i don't know i think i think in one way i think it's always the case it's not necessarily new it's always been the case that we like in our entertainment in Mm -hmm. our movies in our soap operas in our books in our podcasts we like the same but we also like change right 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 so i think the key always is to balance the same and the change like it's 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 kind of magical like it's not really easy to quantify it's almost like it's an art form to do the same because people have to have hooks to hang stuff on but then to also do change i think there's also it's the revival is leaning into this fact of a, a of an audience that's really devoted to something and you can use in jokes with an audience mm-hmm. in ways that are are just very yeah, very magical. Speaking of magical, though, here's what I truly admire about a soap opera. It's on every single day. Yes. Like, you got to make one of those every day or make one for every day. If you, I don't know. Maybe they double up some days. Like, no exceptions. Mm-hmm. Like, and in that sense, soap operas are kind of weirdly as, as much unlike real life as they are. They're very much like real life. You have to live. You can't stop. I think of them as the marathoners of... Of like television entertainment. Yes. Yes. I wonder, you know, people people tease soap opera mm-hmm. for the acting and the convoluted and ridiculous plot lines. Mm-hmm. But I like how you kind of took something out of there that is, yeah. I don't know, you know, it's like, do you think it's easy to look that well-groomed and mm-hmm. that... I, well, okay, you know. let me float one final thing by you. And this comes by way of a scholarly check-in here. This is a book review in the journal um, Religion. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a book that was published in 2021, so pretty new. Um, and I don't, I, I know I will pronounce the author's last name incorrectly, but I'll post a link to this. And the book is called Demonic Possession Lived Religion in Later Medieval Europe. Mm. 2021. Sari Katajala Peltoma. I think is how the name is pronounced, but something close to that. Um, so the, the book is about what you'd think it'd be about. But I want to read to you from the review, um, which is quoting a part of the book, and like get your thought on, is it too much of a stretch to apply something like this to the Marlena plot line? Okay. Because okay. this is about the sociology and the religious studies behind demon possession. Yes. Like, and here's, here's, here's what the author concludes in the book from page 183. Possession cases display the way lay people use demons and not vice versa, in identifying and dealing with uncertainties in their lives. Demons Mm -hmm. were a device to explain and solve problems on a personal level, but they also offered a way to participate in communal negotiations and enabled a contribution to the construction of society and culture. Care to connect to Days of Our Lives and the Marlena plotline in 2021? Whoa. (laughs) 
There's I, lots of there's lots know, to unpack there, just you know, as, as a scholarly theory, just yeah. a, a snippet of it. But well, it's weird that you bring all this stuff up because I was a New Testament minor in my mm. um, doctoral program, and I wrote this one paper that has never seen the light of day about the Gerasene demoniac oh. and just about because people have used that as a um, like often talk about it as a healing narrative instead of an exorcism narrative. And I've just always thought that exorcism stories were a lot more fun. Mm. So I want to see it like that. But uh, when I think about that, that's a common interpretation that, that Jesus is restoring this person to their community, not just freeing them from whatever. So, okay. If I think about Marlena, who's been alienated from her community by, by Stefano's, (laughs) mind control like can we do some sort of gender criticism of that about how like under the male gaze the male gaze women of come to see a distorted view of themselves and they become detached from their mm. own sense of self and their own bodies oh and through restorative yes I, i'm I mean, trying the, the femi- i'm just no, like i'm no, trying think, i'm trying honestly i think people could people could go wild with feminist <laughs> readings and i'm sure the days I, i'm not in i'm not a dueler i'm not a dual fan close enough to know uh-huh. how they've played with feminist tropes i'm sure they've been criticized for some of this stuff because it's bonkers and off the wall it is bonkers and it's very patriarchal if you think about like john is the one who so i'm you know i'm just kind of stretching here i'm trying to find a way Mm -hmm. to to be honest i sort of tuned out in those years because then eventually i went to college so i don't even i don't remember how like i remember some of these things and then they kind of fade from my memory and then I kind of tune back in when Leanne Rhymes was on the show. So I'm grasping here, but yeah. help me finish, like help no, me land I, this plane. I, I don't know how to land it except I lost the thread as well in college. <laughs> I, I had a class and it just kind of ended as, as did my childhood. Well, maybe we need to just go back. Let's revisit days more often. I think we could do it. Um, <laughs> even just listening to that little clip there. <laughs> I love it so much. Thanks for listening, weirdos. For more, find us on Twitter, Insta, Facebook, and our website, weirdreligion.com. Keep keep it weird. Devil be gone. (laughs) Okay. Two more plots. We cannot resist. (laughs) One of the most devious characters is a woman named Sammy, a truly troubled young woman. In one character arc, Sammy wanted to prove to Lucas that Kate set her up after one of Kate's attempts to break Sammy and Lucas up by claiming Sammy was unfaithful to him, so she disguised herself as a guy named Stan. The ridiculous plot had Sammy as Stan going all the way to Iraq to help save Philip when he was on military duty. Kudos to Dan Wells, who played male Sammy. He, ident- he definitely had Sammy's mannerisms down pat. The storyline finally came to an end when Kate exposed Sammy as Stan. Sean Brady and Belle Black went out to watch a meteor shower and behold, they saw a spherical spaceship land open up in capsule-like fashion, and Rex and Cass- Cassie stepped out, barely dressed in skimpy tinfoil underwear. I yes. actually do remember this That's one. That's great. They spoke no English, so Sean and Belle hid them as long as they could and began teaching them to speak about... Uh, wait, they began teaching them to speak and about Salem and being human. Eventually, the twins were discovered and revealed to be genetically engineered humans. Of course. They both had tattoos on one half of one half of a phoenix on their wrists, mm-hmm. connecting them, of course, to the notorious Stefano Demera. It all comes back. 
The search for answers had Marlena Evans believing she had given birth to the children while she was prisoner for years on Stefano's Island, which you know she was. <laughs> and because Cassie had the same rare blood type as Tony Demira, it was suspected he was their father. On one of the YouTube videos, I saw a comment that said something like, <laughs> why don't they just start bringing superheroes into the show? Why not? They should have. You know what? Maybe they have. We just don't know. They're keeping up with Marvel. Oh, that's great. Okay. 